Welcome to the On Shuffle Podcast. Coming at you now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, with my co-host, Matthew. How you doing, dude? How's everything going for you? Good, good, good. Uh, another weekend week? down, yeah. You guys uh, getting anything? Uh, no, not too much. Just kind of took it easy and had a good time. What about yourself? Yeah, it's tough for me, man. It's one of them tough weeks. Every year I have this, um, which uh, I have two kids. They're both in school. I have a, a wife who teaches school. Um, and with this past week was our Easter break, our crisp, our, uh, spring break. And um, so for obviously the week, uh, usually it's hectic at our house in the mornings. It's getting ready. Me and my wife get up at the same exact time, basically get up. We're getting ready. We're getting kids ready. We're getting ourselves ready. We're getting out the door. But um, uh, of course, I was waking up this week by myself. Uh, everybody else uh, mouth wide open, um, snoring. And um, man, it's tough for me to wake up. I realize every year like it is very tough for me to wake up those mornings. I'm usually up and Bright-eyed, bushy-tailed in the morning, morning person. But when it's mm-hmm. just me in the house getting up, man, it's tough. Very tough. You guys have that issue? Why do you guys are on different schedules, I guess, for the most part? What about uh, anymore? No. Well, no. And, uh, but, yeah, I know kids, though, so that's kind of yeah, um, the big thing. So it was just us. and um, Yeah. So it's not as hectic, really. It's yeah. just kind of two people getting ready all the time, so. Yeah, but I realize it's tough, and of course, they're going back to work and school in the morning, so my life will return back to some normalcy. Uh, speaking of normalcy, uh, this week, this episode is not one. Um, it's going to be a freestyle episode. We tell you guys every week we're going to have a good topic for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a good topics. We just, uh, we're not limited, so I'm looking forward to this. But we did have homework, didn't we? Uh, yes. We did. We had to... Listen to Dustin Lynch. That's what it was. Okay. Because I, I sat there for the last two days, I almost texted you with this, and I said, uh, I, I was about to say, dude, do we have any homework? But then I kept thinking, you know what? We had homework, and you listened to him on Monday, but then I quit back to my phone. I could not find out who I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, take it away, dude. Yeah, so uh, Dustin Lynch, he's a country singer, um, born in 1985. And he's released four albums. We went to different schools together. <laughs> yeah. What, which, what does he say he's from? 85. <laughs> in Tennessee. Um, but um, so four albums. First one in 2012. Most recent one was, so actually five albums. So the most recent one was February 2022. Mm. Um, so again, country singer. You know, um, so it's relatively new. Got started in 2012. So it's, what, not uh, 11 years now. So, um Yes, so again, I guess I'll get the ball rolling. Um, so uh, I think, unfortunately, with him, and I say unfortunately because I didn't like it uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> with most country singers, um, I think, unfortunately, with him, he kind of sent ran into the same problem like every other mm-hmm. most modern country singers run into, where it's just kind of boring, same old, it's kind of the same, like. One of her, one of his album titles is "She Cranks My Tractor." Mm-hmm. And that's just like, yeah, nothing I want in the world of music has anything to do with a tractor. Yeah, uh, that's just me. Um, <laughs> which, um, 
which so I guess for me it's really hard to find country I like modern country I should say that I like that's not something else I mean, like Chris Stapleton is a modern country singer I really do enjoy but he's not even really a country singer uh, he's in the country genre but it's almost like it's more blues it's not even country country it's not like yeah full-blooded it, country yeah and someone like him um because i don't know as much about him as you do but something about him the guy you just mentioned what's his name um dustin lynch no no no, no the one you chris just Stapleton. yeah chris Stapleton is he's a unique talent like it's you don't have to like that genre to realize like this guy's very very talented musician yeah know? yeah and 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 not saying that obviously these other country singers you know aren't talented but you know it's uh, it seems like they've it's kind of the same problem that no i guess it's the early 2000s like or what's that what are they called post grunge bands kind of yeah. ran into where the biggest was probably creed but then every other other one sounded like uh a, like a bad version of nickelback where all the songs were cookie cutter all kind of you know they all had angsty, pissed off lyrics like a three door, three doors down, three days of grace, crossfade. I mean, fill in the blank. Uh, every shitty alt right group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of the. I think it's just with modern country. It's really hard for me to find anything modern that I like. That's true blue country. Because for me, country is like Brooks and Dunn, or like. Uh, Alan Jackson, of course, George Strait, these kind of eighties, nineties, um, country singers. And obviously there's country before that, but I would, I guess I was saying from the point of view, the most modern country I like, um, it just, th- this country nowadays, it's, it doesn't have a soul almost. It feels fake. And unfortunately with Dustin Lynch, I didn't really find anything I liked. And again, no hate, obviously no hate here. Just, uh, country genre as a whole is just not my thing right now or you know it's been a while yeah i didn't i didn't care for it at all i and i'll be honest with you i'd be lying if i didn't say i only went through like three or four songs uh it it just uh it all i heard all i need to hear uh i'm kind of like you matthew it's like the country these days um and, and oh, you know, it's just it's just not my cup of tea. I'll tell you this: a lot of them, and my my family, my my wife and kids like country. Well, my son, my daughter listen to everything, and she's more of rock, old rock and roll. Um, but but again, they of course, being her age, uh, popular music's what she likes. So my wife loves the new country; she loves all of it. Um, it's just not me. Uh, I think it's. I don't look at them as country music stars, and that's not no way to be. It's just I'm just telling you guys the truth. I'm always honest with you guys here about what I feel about things. Um, if you don't believe me, go back to the uh, Taylor Swift episode. But uh, but anyways, I, it's just different, which leads me, and I hate to get off topic here, but you just got something stuck in my mind. Uh, when you talk about those those guys from the 80s and 90s, you mentioned uh, the Brooks and Dunn. You mentioned some of them. Do you feel like there was some people around our age then um, who maybe got into country in the 70s or maybe the outlaw country? I don't know. That looked at that the way we look at the new country? Um, I would say maybe not all of the country artists, but one in particular, I would say George Strait mm-hmm. is one that I think a lot of people have kind of like uh, we were talking previous weeks about like, He's a godfather. Uh, like, like, like Black Sabbath is kind of like the godfather of metal, you know, kind yep. of 
and George Strait, even though he he wasn't this way, but his music almost like evolved and inspired this kind of new wave hey, of country hey, that's agree. kind of doing now. And I totally agree. And for me, and I won't even say like it's not even what they sing about. Mm-hmm. I don't like because like all I mean, looking at this guy's most recent album, that's only country to me. What um, they sing about, but it's trying too hard, you know. What's like <laughs> so? I mean, I th- feel like all most country singers nowadays have like 12 topics to sing about. Sure. So they're like his songs, right? Tequila on a boat. Uh, not every cowboy fishing the sea, hunting land. Just I, none of those things like respond, respond to me. Like, they don't speak to me, but it's not even like, I mean, we love we love hair metal, sure, but like we don't we're not into cocaine and drugs and strippers. <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. Know, it's not it's not the same. You know, I guess that's of not course. even a, a fair point. argument. You know, it's like I get what you're saying. That's a very good point. It's you know because it's I mean because yeah we don't respond to the, like those type those topics on life in general. Yeah, uh, I haven't read I haven't ridden on a boat in <laughs> in years. Sure, but like. Uh, but again, it's not the the same. With, it's kind of the same with hair metal. We don't. Yeah. It's just honestly, I think the biggest thing country is just boring. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. So you, you got me thinking now. Now my wheels are turning. Think about it like this. Well, this is well, not telling you. I think this is where I think about it. the country now. Okay. When we got into country and um, and it'll even though we don't listen to it anymore uh, very much or for in your case probably none at all. The 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 still near dear to our heart that that uh, old older country from thirty years ago uh, yep. and the fact that they uh, it was a lot of uh, love songs and a lot of uh, a lot about memories you know if it's not love songs it might have been memories times in their lives and stuff like that but it was uh, to me very good lyrics at that time very good lyrics and now you don't really see that uh, if it is a love song. It's trying to tell you how country uh, of a relationship they are, you know, how hillbilly their relationship is. Or it's about uh, what they did when they were in high school on a Friday night or something. Or it's just trying to tell you how I'm more rednecker than you and stuff, you know. But it's uh, there's not it's just not there. And and I'll be I'll be honest with you. Um, You know, we've mentioned on this show before Morgan Wallen. I know that's probably the biggest one on the planet today. not really a fan myself, but there are two songs of his that I really like that are good songs. And obviously, again, he's the biggest in the, on the planet today. So there's something in his catalog that, uh, you know, I think everybody could say, OK, that's not bad. I could see why he's as big as he is, even if you're not a fan of it. But he's got two songs and I link I think about those two songs and they're love songs. Uh, but they're well-written love songs, lyrics and stuff. And it just kind of makes me think, you know what? Maybe I like that because it, it, he's going back to the roots of why I like the country music. But again, you bring up a good point. The damn lyrics today. Uh, and I've told you before, anybody who's listened for a long time knows that I don't really care too much about lyrics, which I'm going to get into something funny later. Um, might contradict myself here. But um, but when you when it's too outrageous like a lot of them are today, it's hard to get past it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or I, I wouldn't necessarily, I would necessarily say outrageous, but like just like underwhelming. It's like you take the same topic, same song, and it might, it might have something to do with, I guess, a couple things. I guess not every country singer writes their own songs anymore. Yeah. Um, which that's kind of throughout all music, but, um, but if you have these same songwriters writing all these songs, for one, you know, 
from one another, then that means that like you, the music would have to be different. Yeah. Like, like if, you know, if, if like I'm writing a song for this guy and I'm writing a song for this guy, it'll be very similar because one person wrote it. Yeah. And if you want to be different, it'll have to be something musically different. And that's just not. Yeah. I agree. They're not doing that. I agree. Musically. I, I totally agree. Now, where and we're going to get a we're going to get a lot of views on this one because uh, we're going to have a good we're going to have a good title. I might even uh, the title for this episode might even be uh, "Why New Countries Trash." I, I don't know what it is yet. I'm just I'm joking a little bit. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but I want to give a compliment here, though. I, I do want to give a compliment, not really to Dustin Lynch. No, no offense, uh, Dustin. And if you want to come on and talk about it next week, we'll be glad to have you. Um, one thing I love about this new country music that's really hit the nation or hit the world, like it's it is huge right now. You know, well now you obviously know how we feel about it by now, but uh, in all reality, it is pretty big right now. These guys all do sound alike to me, and that's one problem I have with it. But going on to the compliment, these guys are pretty tight knit. Like it seems like your big core uh, group of guys like uh, are friends and. Um, like they hang around the same groups and stuff. And I do like that. I appreciate that. I think that's cool. It reminds me of the outlaw countries of the seventies. Um, and those guys, how they stood close. Um, and of course these guys aren't getting in the trouble. Those guys did, well, of course, maybe a little bit. They are, it seems like Morgan Wallen's grabbed a few headlines over the past bunch of years, yeah. which, uh, you know, obviously a joke, some of it's not as, uh, stuff he'd want to grab the headlines for, but, um, you know, I think I love the camaraderie that they have uh, these days. It seems like um, your bigger handful are friends. But it goes back to what you said, though, dude. They write songs for each other and or the same people. It seems like they're getting the same songs or the songs from the same, uh, you know, uh, people or, or person or whatever it might be. Uh, and you can definitely tell. But I, I think of the Morgan Wallen. The reason I bring him up a while ago is because uh, a lot of times I'll hear somebody and not knowing a whole, not being a huge fan of country music, I think it's Morgan Wallen now. But it's so many, it spawned so many to kind of oh, give yeah. that same sound. You know what I mean? Uh, and I hate when uh, genres mix. Uh, and I, that's probably not fair. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, and what I mean by that is like you'll take a lot of these new country artists, and uh, they'll have like the beats, the uh, you know the like, the fake beats in there, and. Um, you know, things of that nature. And it's just like, uh, who the hell? Okay, I, I've, I've liked country at some point in my life. And there are country that I still like. Uh, I've liked rap. But it seems to me like those aren't the two that I want to mix. You know? Um, yeah. they're, they're like, they're night and day. They're yin and yang. Um, which I don't know if that's a... That's me not knowing the hell I'm talking about. I don't know if that's a, a good representation. But nonetheless, they don't seem like the two things you want to mix. But they do all the time now. And I hate it for some reason. Yeah, and I guess for me, I guess like if you know with country, I guess it's I guess musically with country, I guess what I do like is maybe is like the kind of the I'll, I'll like to say popier kind of country where like mm -hmm. it's the um, like someone in that world I really like like Casey Musgraves who's mm -hmm. who's I would say it's country but also definitely poppy where like her music can sit on the fence yeah. and it's kind of like kind of like where taylor swift was before she went completely pop um and i guess for me it's like the the rap you know the rap kind of getting involved in the world of country is that i guess for me it's not my cup of tea yeah kind of like you mentioned yeah um so uh 
yeah so again i guess with uh unfortunately with dustin lynch we can't uh <laughs> we just shit all over you yeah we can't uh we can't recommend it i guess if you like country you know have have a field day check them out um yeah just not know, our cup of tea yeah not our not our thing and you know i like his look uh if i can throw in another compliment i do like his look he reminds me of um his look because and, and again I'm gonna. I guess I'm throwing more negatives than than uh, compliments, as I'm trying not to do. But a lot of times, these guys today, they don't they don't fit the look of the country that I in my mind. And uh, whatever that might be, I guess for some of you, you might be younger, you might you not know what the hell I'm talking about. But um, but this guy, he does look like a country star. Um, you know, he's got a good look to him. I love when those guys wear the cowboy hat. To me, I hate when those guys wear like the the uh baseball hat. yeah the baseball hat and like the skinny jeans and all of them have like scruff yeah right uh, yeah, not, yeah. Like, not a beard but scruff yeah yeah and i guess in the 80s and 90s for the most part it was just full of mustaches yeah it was full of mustaches cowboy hats uh bolos jeans tight tight jeans but not skinny mullets jeans long hair yes definitely and, mullets yeah so we need more uh mustache we need more tracy lawrence and less um uh joey lawrence which i guess has still another <laughs> reference that you guys wouldn't know unless you're of a certain age um, but I guess long story short, uh, Matthew's already hit on it. I'm just dragging here. Um, it's just not a cup of tea. So there you have it. But again, I, I guess moving on, but not, do you, you don't think people felt the same way about the guys in the nineties? Like, okay. T- you mentioned George yeah. Strait, which George Strait, I guess we've got to a point where everybody loves George Strait. Doesn't matter. Uh, he's, he's just yeah. so res- uh, well-respected across music and, and everything, but, um, and some people don't like when you say this, but Matthew brings up the point that I, I think me and him's talked about before. He is the bridge here. He he's the he's the what's the, the seven degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, yeah, he, six degrees. Yeah. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. He is the one for country music and, and the way it's gotten to now. Now I don't. Now of course you you can very easily argue with me and say, well, you don't hear any uh, le- uh, fake beats in his stuff and this and that. Very true. But when you think of uh, where it got to and where it was, he's definitely the guy, uh, and that's come from somebody who likes George Strait. Um, you know, yeah, I think with him, it's the commercializing it like he did. I mean, obviously, country music. You know, if you look at the genres, it was definitely. I guess there's what three big, four big ones: pop, country, rock, and rap. Yep. You know, hip hop. Yep. Um, so those are the big four. So country is always popular. It's, it has been sure probably since the '60s and. Elvis and Johnny Cash and people like that, but um, but he almost like brought it to like commercialize it to where it's almost like it could sell on its own. Like it wasn't like a niche audience type of thing. It was like I said, he brought it to. Yeah, he's the playing forefront. for people in Brazil, you know. What yeah, I'm saying? yeah, like yeah, he's like he brought almost like turned it in, in international. Yeah, him and Garth Brooks. Yeah, yeah, them two. So it's probably the kind of them two together as far as. So I would say there's probably were people back in the day that were like, oh, this isn't my country. This isn't sure. Uh, this isn't Waylon or Hank Williams or anything <laughs> right. like that. And <laughs> you know, so there's step. You know, I guess there's always people modern day that are like, oh, this isn't why why I like it or why yeah. we had it. Um, so I'm assuming there was, but right, of course. I would definitely say, that, you know, even though George Strait and Arthur Brooks are well well loved now. Um, for the most part, um, Garth Brooks can't really say I'm too crazy about, <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, so um, yes, yeah, so I would definitely say you know, there's people tearing it down at the time, and 
obviously nowadays obviously there's people like us who well i, I want these people people like us because i can't even say i'm in a position to call myself a country fan so it's not even like someone who only listens to country but still talks shit about modern country i guess yeah uh you know i guess like i guess it's more like if we were talking crap about modern rock you mm-hmm. know that's kind of what it would be the same because we're rock guys kind of through and through so we would be like it would be like us talking shit about modern rock bands like Greta Van Fleet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'll stay like again, you know, just us, you know, kind of how I'll, most people I would say, um, just kind of uh, more open to music, yeah. I guess, and and I well I can't say all genres like that because uh, I guess once you go online and see kind of how things are like deviated and as far as like group how group based people are mm-hmm. uh how 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 many people are so like negative towards other genres still right because I, I was on, on youtube i just looking at videos and performances and stuff and there's still people like or like or social media in general talking shit about you know taylor swift or I don't know, like a it was a rock group I was looking at, a Bleaker. Yeah. Who's, because uh, I wanted to see that in the live stuff because it's a group that turned completely pop. But uh, I think it's more like, a, but anyway, they're like a one hit wonder. So we were, I was looking into them and there's still people like just talking smack amongst each other. And, yeah. And I know like Nickelback, obviously they've kind of had a renaissance and people are still kind of still talk shit about them. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you, it's funny how you'll like you go online and see how many people are still segregated as far as music taste wise, sure. and not everyone is as open as say like, me and you or uh, my brother's pretty open musically too. But uh, you know, it's not as um, many people that are liberally listen to any kind of music mm-hmm. they kind of desire to. Yep, yep. Um, I agree. So uh, good point. So. Just to so again, we're just freestyling now. So yeah. Just to uh, get a temperature check, uh, just kind of where we are musically. Um, what's a? I'll just ask like, two, three questions. Okay. Uh, what's the song this week you've been listening to? Oh, or okay. Like five more than others. So well, because uh, do you you want the short account? Because this one's part of uh, my topic for you tonight. You want the short account uh, or long account? Uh, well, well. But, let me let me skip the song wise okay. uh, artist um, part of it. Okay, I'm going to give you. Uh, well, I'll I'll hit you with the artist, Michael Monroe. Okay. And okay. if you, you don't know Michael uh, Monroe, uh, Hanoi Rocks, he was a uh, lead singer for that band, which is mm. Finnish, I believe. Uh, um, yeah, 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 which uh, they're you know from a long time ago. They were uh, uh, the drummer actually uh, got killed, and I think that's when they disband. They, they broke up originally. Uh, or stopped doing music. He got killed. Actually, they were partying with Motley Crue. They were at Vince Neil's house, and he was in a wreck with Vince Neil. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, that, and he died. And of course, I think that that uh, was their initial breakdown. But they had some success. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, they're the uh, first. At least he is the first Finnish artist of, uh, to chart in a Billboard American Billboard's top 200. Um, but Short answer, Michael Monroe. I'll get back to that, though. That was a long answer. Well, that was, but it was going to be longer. I'm going to yeah, talk yeah. to you about that. Uh, for me, I uh, listened to a lot of Midnight this week. Okay. Uh, um, just kind of uh, listening to 
Well, and just to do genre, because I was going to ask what's like a main genre you listen to. Mine has probably been uh, synthwave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on Spotify, they have all these different playlists and stuff they make yeah. for you. So um, the good thing about synthwave, something that I've kind of learned is that uh, not not all their songs, but you know that genre of music does have a lot of instrumentals. Yeah, because sure. I think a lot of, a lot of groups they have you know, that aren't this synth wave. So like there's a group called Carpenter, Brute, uh, LeBrock, of course, The Midnight. So there's some groups that are just making almost like music to 80s movies that were never made. So it's like very cinematic, but very like a lot of keyboards, obviously a lot of still very 80s sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like very little or no vocals. There's vocals with like a weird effect on their voice, you know, but anyway, uh, that music's really good for like just doing work too. Yeah, like emails or whatever, talking to people on the phone. So a lot of that, and of course, like I said, my favorite of that genre, the Midnight. So listen to a lot of them. Nice, dude. You can't go wrong there. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I want to because I know I'll forget about it. The one I want to go back to the Michael and Rover thing. Really, I brought it up, Matthew, and you couldn't have teed it up better for me, dude. You were mentioning lyrics a little bit earlier. And uh, and it's pretty well documented on this uh, podcast. And uh, me and Matthew have spoken on this many times. I'm not a huge lyrics person. Um, just never have been. <clears throat> you know, me and Matthew were both Christians. I think we've mentioned that before. Um, and, uh, you know, it came up a couple weeks ago. Me and Matthew were talking about sometimes that might turn some people off of lyrics. Um, and for me, or for songs, but for me, lyrics really don't. I, I You know, I like a good song. Now, that's not to say lyrics don't help sometimes. But yeah. 99% of the time, I'm not a big lyrics person. So anyways, getting to my point. Michael Monroe, I uh, recommended a song uh, probably a month or two ago um, to Matthew and to uh, you guys uh, that he put out uh, here recently called um, Everybody's Nobody. Well, I like the song, uh, and I down, I put it in my library, but I, didn't, I hadn't really, really revisited it. And it's came up a few times, and it's like, okay, that's pretty cool, uh, over the past couple mm-hmm. months since then. Well, this week... Uh, it just came on and uh, and I was weed eating. That's what it was. I was out doing yard work and um, had my um, earbud, earbuds in earbuds, not earbud. Uh, that's a movie. I had my earbuds in and um, it came on. And so for some reason, I guess that's just a time where I listen more closely, I guess. I, but I was listening to lyrics and it made me like the song 10 times more. Uh, basically. And, and I'm assuming it's probably personal for him because while he was in a, uh, you know, the band Hanoi Rocks and while he has had some success, uh, Michael Monroe's 60 years old and he's really not got to the point like he's not got to, I'm sure, where he wants to be. Now, of course, he's probably more than enough lived comfortably, 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 excuse me, I'll get it out in a minute, um, doing music. But um, but I'm sure it's not to the point where he probably wanted to get the, the household name type. But listen to the lyrics. And I actually put I've got the lyrics here a little bit. But it's about basically uh, not getting there. And I'm going to read you some. Well, you almost could have made it, but you didn't want to go that far. And now your glory days have faded. You're a star at your local bar. Uh, and then it goes on to goodbye Piccadilly. So long Leicester Square. Times they're moving on, but you ain't going anywhere. And they're all coming out tonight. Everyone who's ever been nobody. And we'll all set the world to rights for everyone who's ever been nobody. Uh, and nobody's going to be somebody tonight. And then, uh, and I'll go, I'll end it here in a second. Too cool to be famous. 
because you missed your lucky shot. Your overqualified uh, superior status has left you here to rot. Goodbye to the Bowery. So long, Times Square. Times keep moving on, but you ain't going nowhere. Um, so I thought it was cool. And it kept on through the song. It would throw in like big re- uh, uh, like places um, to, to play to big concert uh, re- uh, avenues. Mm. Um big uh things like that and basically it goes back to you know playing at the small place but that night you're gonna it's gonna be great and i don't know uh it hit home with me i just thought that was the coolest thing i thought it was really neat um you know and i and i don't know for you matthew if you ever have you ever have those songs like that that maybe uh maybe the tenth time the lyrics catch you and you and you just have a different feeling about the song um i'll tell you yeah i mean for me it was i think Probably, well, not by, well, maybe the last time, but the most memorable time is the Pipe Bohemian Rhapsody, a mm. song that everybody knows. And everybody to, knows. You know, everybody knows a lot of. Um, and, um, and, I, and of course, with that being a song everybody knows, sometimes you can just kind of uh, overlook the lyrics or the meaning behind the song because yeah. it's just like, okay, this is just a hit song. Everybody knows. It kind of can lose its soul a little bit. Um, even though obviously this, the song, nothing to do with the song is just more it's played is more it's almost like it's desensitized as far as, yeah, you know, the meaning or, you know, the, what the artist thinks about the song almost, but, uh, listening to it, like I said, I think I told, I think we talked about our favorite musical moments in our life and, uh, listening to that song on headphones and actually pay attention to the lyrics and Freddie, um, uh, hearing the emotion in his voice taking those songs right um yeah so again that's one that's um, a good one that's a yeah. very good one um and i think i'm with you there real fast i think i'm with you there like because early on somewhere in my younger days somebody told me that and this is before i was queen this is when i was i was young i was a kid somebody told me it was like to his mama when he knew he was dying and of course that's not the case uh this song was way way before yeah. uh he was ever sick but um uh, but yeah, I, I had thought that originally. I don't know if you've, that's ever been something you heard or anything like that. Um, but uh, and I'll give you another one real fast here. And and I, and I wanted to bring this lyric thing up because I had two songs this week. Again, the Michael Monroe being one. Another one uh, I mentioned on here, uh, I think last week or a week before, uh, Pelican Rocket, new band that I'm already in love with uh, because a lot of them are from the previous band. Um, Dust Bowl Jokies, uh, probably as my favorite rock and roll singer on the planet today, one of the top two or three. And uh, but I went back and I was listening to lyrics more this week, and I would bet uh, I would bet everything that this is about their new start. Uh, because if you the lyrics of this, and I don't know what happened, they they broke up. Uh, amicably, and I hope I'm saying that right. I'm butchering words tonight. Uh, they broke up uh, and disbanded. But this song, so it's their first song back with, uh, and again, it's in everyone. But the main theme of the song is uh, the chorus says, "Oh, you better not pour your tears in black labels and a uh, black label and highs, because I just don't afford to save you this time." Uh, and it just goes on to basically saying, "Hey, uh, you know, the whole theme is like, hey, this time around, you know, don't you're not don't get drunk and high because we can't do it anymore." Um, so I, I don't know. And maybe that's not where they're going. Maybe it ain't even that deep, you know, who knows? Uh, sometimes it's not Matthew mentioned last week, which was very funny. I didn't know this. Matthew mentioned about queen and the song scandal, uh, and how it wasn't even liked by uh, some because of, uh, just that reason. <laughs>
But that was my take on the Pelican Rockets. It's funny. I want to say this. Um, <laughs> I never knew this about podcasting until uh, we got into it and stuff. But, um, you know, I always you think that things run seamlessly and they just they talk for an hour and then they're done. Um, and, you know, you've probably noticed by now that uh, when I, this segment started, that it's probably not a continuation. But, uh, you know, of course, uh, I just I don't know. I've always thought that's how it went. And then you realize, like, nope, there's stops and this pot, this happens and that happens. And of course, uh, that's what happened. But nonetheless, uh, th that's been sticking in my mind this week, just the lyrics um, of those two songs. Um, and again, I know Matthew talks about lyrics sometimes and uh, and I'm not as big a stickler on it. But I did realize this week that those were two that uh, grabbed me a little bit more than normal. Um, dude, I, I what you got for me? And I do have one more thing tonight, but I, what you got for me? What's on your mind? Freestyle. Um, I guess not a whole lot, really. Um, okay. Uh, like I said, it's kind of, uh, since there's nothing new out, nothing new musically anyway, Um just uh kind of uh just digging more into like i said the synth wave yeah. um stuff you've been on that lately haven't you uh yeah I well i mean not, you know oh, oh yeah i guess i have been for a, a little while right uh, five well the midnight mostly um but then this is my first kind of uh I, I guess there are a few other bands or artists that i kind of you know checked into as far as i would i would say are still in this genre but um this is my first, I guess, deep dive into the, I guess, the genre as a whole, and I guess it's kind of, uh, I would say, is I was going to say this with the uh, with the country uh, talk at the uh, beginning. Um, a lot of the topics are kind of the same, I guess, like that kind of the synth wave, even even some of the, well, I would say some of the not topics, but um motifs i guess want to be mm. fancy about it um are similar so it's like all like if you listen to any song or uh see any artwork it's all roughly the same all the artwork looks the same way yeah it's a lot of palm trees a lot <laughs> yeah. of sports cars a lot of like grid line stuff you know what i mean like like an old like an 80s computer for like tron yeah you know, just like tron. miami vice type of it, uh yeah definitely so it's uh <laughs> So a lot of the yes the aesthetic is is the same for each for all the groups, but um, what I'm learning getting into is um, kind of all the instrumentals mm -hmm. and kind of how, like I said, they're all very cinematic and stuff, and like I said, they're all for an '80s movie that was never made. Yeah. Um, but I guess and I guess to talk about instrumentals, uh, instrumentals, um, there's not many genres nowadays where there are so many instrumentals mm. well, pop almost has none yeah i mean uh country has none uh hip-hop has none rock has very little but like even that it's like modern there's not a modern instrumental unless it's like like uh technical metal like really technical like really technical metal like i think what blew up was somewhat recently, somewhat recently was Polyphery. Um, I think it's the name of it, or I think it's the group that played um, at Steve Vai on one of their uh, mm, songs. Yeah, um, uh, Justin Hawkins talked about it. It's, it kind of blew up, so it's probably millions of views. I think it's Polyphery. 
Oh, no, not Polyphery. I can't remember the name of that group now. But um, but it's a really technical metal. So like, instrumentals aren't aren't really a thing, honestly, nowadays, like a modern music as far as like popular music. So not classical, because obviously that's, you know, pretty much all uh, instrumentals, honestly, for the most part. Right. Um, so, um, yes, yeah, so, so I guess, so for me, I do, like I said, listen to some instrumentals. Like I said, I like I mentioned the synth wave stuff, but other than that, I guess I'm kind of limited on the, um, instrumentals. Well, do you, you know, one pop, like well, that? the one that pops into my head the most, cause I, I don't have a whole lot of experience. I, I would say, uh, there's been times where I've been really into like Ying Wee Malmsteen stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, there's a lot of, a lot of Ying Wee. And I know he does a lot of collaborations over the years with, uh, and different things, but uh, a lot of some of the best songs. And there was one I wish I had it on the top of my head here. It'd probably take me a little while to find, but there's one, a great instrumental song I found within the last year or two that I really like. But, uh, but again, Ying Wee's one that uh, has some really good stuff. And it's almost like with some of them, uh, and I, maybe that's a different whole uh, avenue I'm going down. But when I think of like Ying Wei and some of his instrumental stuff, it's like the guitars doing the singing, you know, yeah. like uh, and he, he just has a way. And there's others like him. They have a way of like uh, using the guitar as like uh, almost like the vocals would be for a song. Uh, and it just goes in, in all these different places. But um, that would be probably the one for me when I think of the just strictly instrumental um that i would use uh that, that mm-hmm. I, pops out to me i guess yeah, i would say like the 80s had a lot more oh, instrumentals i mean no doubt even when even with uh i can't remember who i can't remember the artist now but um there's the song for uh police academy not police academy um with beverly Hills hills cop oh yeah so yeah like, there's just more instrumentals back in no the day doubt. there's even more like country instrumentals like with uh Jerry Reed mm-hmm. um, and Chet Atkins. So I guess like back in the day, it was just more instrumentals actually played more of a thing, were a thing I guess yeah. it was musically. Right. Um, so we always find that interesting. No doubt. And just to, uh, um, just to actually, um, this will be a future topic, but um, just real quickly, did you, have you heard the cover of Separate Ways by Chris Daughtry and Lizzie Hell? No. From, I think, Hellstorm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but then I came on the radio the other night. This is new? Yeah, it was a new, oh, it was wow. a new cover. It's pretty good. You know, it's I mean, it's a little bit heavier than, like, obviously, than Journey, Separate Ways. Yeah, of course. Um, but they both sounded good. I think it's, you know, well-loved. A lot of people are digging it. Um and it's in, I guess, a, that's awesome. So, so not to, so I guess this could be the future topic. Sure. So th- this ended up being where I just wanted to see the reaction to it mm-hmm. because like I said, it was, I heard, I heard it was a big deal, but then like it's on the radio. So, mm-hmm. so okay, so it's, it's obviously even a bigger deal than I thought it would be. Um, I wanted to hear what people thought about it. So a lot of it was, um, I like it. It's really good. Mm. Uh, they sound really good together. And I was looking for that comment that was going to probably set me off where it was, <laughs> this is better than the original. Oh, gosh. But there there was one. But I do have to of admit, course. after all the videos I bet I watched, they were 21 years old. <laughs> well, after looking at all, like, two or three videos, I only found one comment saying that. Okay, well, um, that's good. So I was going to say, because is there ever, 
because my approach to the song when I heard it was like, okay, it's pretty good. But now I just want to go back and listen to the original. Yeah, yeah, no so, doubt. So is there, like I said, you know, off the top of your head, is there any covers that aren't, because there are covers that are better than the original. Uh-huh. I would say like Holy Diver from Kill Stitch Engage. Probably course. better. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I would say better okay. than the original, in my opinion. Uh, but then there's some that are like totally different where like uh, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You is almost way different than Dolly Parton's. Like, it's just musically not the same thing. Um, but then there's some that are like, okay, this is good, but the original so much better. In Separate Ways is one just because that was kind of the thesis of this little topic. Right. Uh, where the original is so good. Like yeah. it's almost a perfect song. Uh, it's super catchy is, you know, uh, Steve Perry is a monster. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. So, um, I guess another one would be uh, kind of hard to do off the top of your head, but, um, I would say, I don't know. That's a good. Honestly, that's a good so. topic. Uh, yeah. I li- okay. So I get what you're going. I get where you're going with this. That's actually a great topic. I think that we could go in so many directions with that. I know. Just off the top of my head, thinking about covers, and this probably doesn't answer your question, but like we talked about, uh, you know, a couple months ago. Uh, you know, we, I mentioned No Doubt and their song "It's My yeah. Life," which is yeah, a cover yeah. by is it the Yeah Yeahs or uh, Talk 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 Talk. Yeah, there you go. Uh, talk Talk and. Um, and I guess I'm split on that one. I think I mentioned at the time to Matthew that uh, that's one that um, it depends on my mood. Like I gun to head. I'm like, oh, my God, I like no doubts version better. But sometimes I think what happens in these situations is if you never heard the original before you heard the cover. Uh, and it happens a lot, you know, especially, um, you know, songs are covered all the time. You'll have someone who's uh, a big deal at the time. They'll cover a song. People will love it. Um, and then they didn't know it was a cover and then they'll go back and listen to the cover. And of course they don't like, or the original and they don't like the original as good. Um, yeah. but you know, but of course, if you're of a certain age or you already knew the original and you like the original, then you look at the cover different. Um, and it kind of goes back to which one did you hear first? Um, you know, one that sticks off my head automatically is the, there's a big country artist now, Luke Holmes, who just put out a, uh, a new song, which is a cover of fast cars by Tracy Chapman. Um, now he didn't do, he didn't do a lot of bells and whistles as sometimes you'll hear in covers, um, where they'll change things. It's pretty spot on with the original. It's just, you have a a country artist, his, his, his voice, his sound. Um, and, uh, you know, he does it and I'm certain that, uh, and I know that it's like, my wife loves it. Uh, you know, my daughter loves it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who love it because of course, Luke Holmes is a big deal right now in the country music. He's one of your top country artists. Um, but all I could think of was like, man, these people, there's going to be some of them who don't know Tracy Chapman in the original Fast Cars, and they're going to think his stuff is, you know, the it. And, uh, and of course, I thought it was good. It's well done. But, uh, m- but for me personally, no, I'm thinking, man, this is weird and random, uh, and I like Tracy Chapman's version better. But, again, I guess what I, where I'm getting to with this is it usually depends on if you've ever heard the original or not, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I guess, like, um, I guess covers are a tricky thing in general. Um, you know, there's some that are really good, then there's some that are just okay, or like they're different, so that's like a a different vibe altogether. But then there's, 
and I actually pulled up, I wanted to pull up a Spotify covers thing, like a playlist, just to kind of get some inspiration here. Well, well for off top of head, real fast, one that I think that I comes to me when I think of, because again, you know my opinion now, it usually depends on which one you get to first, but I'll tell you one that, uh, and you know, you kind of alluded, helped me allude to by your last comment. I'll think of the, I think of Adam Lambert doing the Duran Duran song that he just covered on his recent album. Yeah. Uh, and I love that song. And usually I'm not a huge fan of covers, um, but I love that one because it's so different. Uh, well, actually, I say that one. They're, the whole album is covers. But um, mm-hmm. I'm so I'm uh, and it, you, it's a good example of what we're talking about. But um, in this moment, more specifically, the Duran Duran song he covers, uh, Ordinary World. Uh, it's just so different than the original. He puts his own twist on it. It's very pretty. Um, and I really like that. And I like them both for different reasons because they're, they're, they're pretty different, you know? Um, mm. so I, I, that one pops in mind as a cover that I really like. And maybe, um, I have a hard time liking the original any better, but I definitely don't like it any worse or, you know, they're just good for the different reasons. Yeah, I know what you mean. I guess like, um, so I, I, I cover that because I have this playlist I'm looking at yeah. one that. I do have to say I like the original better. Um, yeah, I, well, I do too. Well, so it's like, um, well, like, well, I think Weezer did like a whole cover thing. Yeah, they did. So Very like, good cover. Uh, so uh, Africa, their good version of Africa, is good, but the original's night and day better. Of course. Um, they did uh, take on uh, take on me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the original's night and day better. Yeah. Uh, a group that I like, Avenged uh, Sevenfold, covered Walk. Which is really the Pantera walk? Yeah, huh. what Pantera walk? Um, not good. Uh, not good. Which is hot. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that song or that band Pantera is almost like a thumbprint. You know, you can't cover them. You know, or do it justice. You would almost have to do it completely different. You know. Yeah, you would have to like do it. Like, you can't do it the way they do. Slow it, it down or mm-hmm. take everything away or like, mm-hmm. be acoustic or something. It's yeah. just not the same. Very different. Because you can't. You know, their emotion and their. Uh, you know, everything yeah. really. I mean, yeah. there's a whole lot to dissect there. That's a good um, one. I'd have to check that one out. Uh, Chris Cornell's uh, covering Patience. Mm. Um, Guns N' Roses is honestly not any better. Uh, that's not one of my more favorite yeah, covers, right. really. Yeah. Um, uh, by Chris Cornell. And again, you know, we love Chris Cornell. Of course. These parts. We're a very pro Chris Cornell yeah, podcast. Yeah, very pro <laughs> Chris Cornell. Um, yeah, so again, I guess for me, and I must be this is something we can always do uh, later. I like that topic. That um, would be a great topic for us. Um, yeah, so like a, a just think, think about what, um, yeah, some of the better covers and or, not so good, you know? Yeah, well, I think we've did the good covers already. Yeah, I think so. Maybe bad covers. Oh, I like that. So, like, covers that. You want us to do the original. Okay. I like that. And one thing I do want to say, um, and I hope this comes across, my thoughts come across well here. Sometimes I'm, my brain, I'm ADHD as hell. So sometimes things don't come out the way they seem. The Weezer album you're talking about, that's all covers. I like that album a lot, but it's weird because uh, what I'm about to say is going to sound like I don't. It's very, it's almost like if, um, okay, Matthew could play the guitar a little bit. I can play the drums a little bit. We're not great. We play, um, and we could probably pretend like uh, we can um, pass for some people who play. But it sounds like if we got a group of us and we played these songs, 
Um, we didn't put any twist on them. It just sounds like a different person playing them. That's kind of way the Weezer is. It just it sounds like a different person's playing the songs, but they're not doing anything different. They're playing exactly the way it's played originally. Um, and because they're Weezer and they're very talented, some of the songs on there end up being very good. Uh, and then some of them, you know, they're just they're just what they are. Uh, you mentioned the the uh, Weezer, the Africa uh, cover, the Toto cover. Um, it, it's just the way it is. Like, uh, and I would say uh, when you do it that way, um, you're either going to say I like that song, or you're going to say, "Oh, this is terrible." You nobody who likes any of those songs is going to listen to their version and say this is horrible. Um, they're just going to say, oh, they're covering that song and there's really no opinion on it. Now they do a, um, is it a destiny's child? Uh, was who, who did no scrubs? Was that TLC or destiny's child? Uh, TLC, wasn't it? Um, I'll say, I think it's destiny's child. Okay. Well, they oh, did no see. scrubs, which is very funny and ironic. You got this group of white dudes who just, who do the cover TLC. of the TLC. Yeah. Uh, you, they do this TLC cover of no scrubs, which everyone's heard the song, even if you don't recognize from what I'm saying, the title. Um, and it's very funny. Um, of course, but, um, you know, I, it's well done. Um, and as all of the songs on there, but I guess I just wanted to bring that up because that is a cover album that I like. But I think that you'll like it if you're a Weezer fan. But if you're not a fan of Weezer, could care less about Weezer, you'll probably look at that album as, as like, well, this is just a group of guys. It's almost like karaoke uh, in the, you know, playing music form. Um, you're not doing anything to the song to make it your own. Um, you're just playing the song. So, uh, but I digress. I, I, I wanted to say that, but I think that's a great topic, man. Uh, you know, we got a surprise topic for you next week. I can't wait to Matthew drops on you in the, the podcast. Uh, but that is definitely one that is going to be coming up here soon. I got a couple more things for you tonight, man. I wanted to throw at you. Um, you know, one of them is, uh, have you heard the new Metallica album? No. Okay. I listened to it the other day. Uh, cause I thought long and hard about this. I almost messaged you and said, Hey man, do you want to do the, uh, 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 an album, uh, review? And then, um, I'll be honest with you, dude. And this is no disrespect to Metallica. Uh, just, I was just like, eh, nah, you know what? I, I don't think so. I don't really care to, to review this. Um, I, I'll give you my two cents. I'll move on. And, um, and I'll kind of leave it at this. Uh, it's called 72 uh, seasons. If you've not heard it, uh, and I'm sure everyone here is familiar with Metallica. It's 12 songs. Um, and uh, it reminded me they got back to their roots a little bit. Now, saying that, you're probably excited if you like Metallica at all. And you're like, hell yeah, get back to a little bit of the roots. That's awesome. But it's uh, it, it's not what it seems. Yeah, just so it, 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 but if you hear me say that, I mean, if you heard someone say it's like old school Metallica, you would get really excited. Um, it's just okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it does have their old roots. Um, they went back to, it's not very complex. Like some of the stuff they've had from like the late nineties on, um, there's no, no ballad type, um, slower songs. No, there's no unforgivens or anything like that on there. It's straight adrenaline from one to 12. Um, and what's funny is when you get a band like that, and I don't know how it is for Spotify. I'm not a huge Spotify person, uh, or user, excuse me. I love the app. It's a great app. Uh, it's, you know, uh, but I use Apple Music. And with Apple Music, um, you'll have a star or there'll be something. Uh, there's a star for Apple Music by like the most liked songs or like listened to songs on, on an album. Um, 
So, of course, I go there first. But with this one, actually, I just went straight from the first one I went through. But uh, the song that I like the most is the number uh, number 10 on the track or on the uh, no, the 10th track on the album. It's called Too Far Gone. I really like that song. Uh, the chorus, more specific. But, um, man, there's just nothing to this album, really. To me, um, it's just okay um uh, and what's funny and i noticed this the ones that i liked a little bit more so okay i just because we you know one of our things on this show when we do rate it uh, an album is we do have our own rating system um this album would not be good uh there's one song that i like pretty good on the album out of 12 and there's one or two that are uh, okay but I, I wouldn't say they're good songs to me um, but one thing I did notice about, so one out of 12, of course, which means bad, but, uh, one thing I noticed is the two or three songs that I could bear, the one that I like, and then the other one or two is they're only like two and a half, three to three, three and a half minutes. And a lot of the songs on there, as a lot of Metallica is, are very long songs. You know, there'll be six, seven minutes, whatever there might be. Um, but just not a fan of this album. It just feels like they just put something together and they wanted to get back to their roots, but, um, they really didn't have a plan other than, hey, let's get back to our roots. I don't know I, if that makes any sense. It just I, I didn't care for the album. I've Metallica's done a lot better. And I am a Metallica fan, as most of you on here uh, listening probably are. And I know Matthew's a fan, um, but it's just, you know, and I hope that Matthew listens to this and uh, he comes back next week or so. And one, you know, at some point and says, nope, you're wrong. I liked uh, more. Uh, and that way, one of us can at least give a positive on it. But I, you're just not going to get it from me, man. I, I didn't really care for it. So I do want to throw that out there. Uh, I would love to know what the album uh, title means, uh, the 72 seasons. Like, what's behind that, you know? Um, because if I'm not mistaken, that's 18 years. Um, is 72 seasons. So, and, and of course, I know there's got to be something behind it. Um, so I, I was just, I was wondering about that. So there you have it. I've got that last topic I got for you specifically tonight, Matthew, is, um, I wanted to bring this to your attention. I don't know if you know this, but Robert Plant and Allison Cross, they're coming to Wilmington, I think sometime here uh, soon. Yeah. Um, which it got me thinking because I was like, man, I kind of want to go to that. And it's not because of I'm a big fan of what them two to do together, which I there is a song of theirs that I do like. I've got on my in my library somewhere. I don't, I don't remember what it's called or anything about it, but I do know it's in there. Um, but it got me thinking, and I wanted to ask you tonight: uh, Is there anyone you'd go to see uh, just to just um, just to say that you went and saw that you saw them? Um, but that you might not be interested in otherwise. And I guess what I'm saying about that is uh, at what caliber is there anyone? Because I would love to say I went and saw Robert Plant at some point in my life, um, but I just not a big enough fan. And I'll probably eat these words later. I'll probably one day I might be talking to my son when, you know, uh, he's looking back at Robert Plant like he's Elvis Presley. And I, and I might, you know, I would have to do the regretful. I could have saw him and I didn't and him call me an idiot. But is there anybody you could think in your mind that uh, you might not dig what they're doing at that concert, but you would go see just because of who they are? Um, trying to think off the top of my head. I got the group that I'm not too big of a fan of. Um, well, I'll probably, you know, they're no longer a band, but the Beatles, I would say, mm -hmm. if they're still around, I would probably say, yeah, I would, I would go see the Beatles, but. I'm not the biggest fan of the Beatles. Okay, so if Paul McCartney's playing in Myrtle Beach, would you go? Yeah. 
I wouldn't mind. Me too. I guess like if it's not an arm and arm and a leg, obviously to right. to pay to go. Um, but I guess for me, it would be some of the kind of the, the legends, not, not not anyone less than that. So like, of course, like the, the a Beatle or yeah. uh, the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody like that, where it's kind of like a legendary thing. And even though I'm not a fan, I would still go. Okay, good point. And I, and I, so we're on the same page. I agree with everything you're saying. Um, and that's you, and you're walking me down this avenue. I wanted to go. Rolling Stones. All right. They're a great example. Uh, so if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Matthew and I both respect the hell out of Rolling Stones, um, the Rolling Stones. We both uh, respect the hell out of them, but we're not huge fans of their music. Now, of course, there are songs that we like, as everyone does, but we're just not huge fans um, specifically. Now, saying that, I would go see them if they're near, but uh, I've tried to put this in my head, and this really isn't a question as more as I'm just talking I was thinking, okay, let's just say they go to the the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach, which is not very far from me and Matthew. That's probably our ideal venue to go see someone because it's, um, you know, half an hour, just a few minutes over half an hour from us. I was trying to think, what price would I not go? So, okay, if it's uh, if you said, all right, it's 80 bucks for a ticket, I'd go see him. I'd say, you know what? It's Throwing Stones. I got to go see him. If it's 100 bucks, okay, I'm going to go see him. Um, But there's got to be a price. I'm like, you know what? Uh, it starts to get to 150 uh, bucks, and it's just like, all right, you know what? I oh, really don't want to see them that bad. You know what I'm not. saying? Yeah. Um, and the reason I say that is, uh, like, I've known people who go to, uh, like, I, I know this person who went to a, uh, a, a music festival, and they didn't get to see the person that they liked, but, um, and actually, this person's my sister, didn't get to see the person they liked, because they couldn't stick around or something like that. Like they had to be back to the, uh, I don't know if it was work. I can't remember what it was, um, but it was the one in Myrtle beach, but she paid a lot of money to go. Th- and I know she saw a bunch of other big acts and it's her kind of music, but I was thinking like, man, you paid how many hundreds of dollars to go see. And you couldn't even stick around for the one you wanted to see. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a point in there where it's just like, what's worth it. And obviously it's all subjective. If it's worth it to you, that is all that matters. But I, when I look at myself and I think about my own terms, um, you know, I don't know, man, you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I guess I, I, cause I guess for me up to a point, it's not only, you know, is this person legendary enough to go see? Cause which is sure. Which, you know, if you're up to that all time, great level than they are, obviously. Right. Um, but, I guess it's the cost too. Yeah. You know, so, um, like I said, so for me, I'm, I'm probably more of a cheapskate. So I, for $80, <laughs> I probably wouldn't go see the Rolling Stones from okay. Beach. But, um, but if there were <laughs> like 20, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's go do it. Uh, I guess for me, it's like, I guess it matters who the band is. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, like, relative to price, um, so like like not too long ago, uh, Buck Cherry and Skid Row were at mm-hmm. House of Blues, um, and we looked at that. Yeah, so so they, so they were there. Uh, Skid Row fan, even like a modern, you know, the modern Skid Row fan. Um, uh, not as much as Buck Cherry, but I would have. I didn't go, but I would have spent you know forty dollars to go see him. Of course, you know, and that would have been you know easy, no problem. Um, but then again, I guess it's for me. It's up to like a value, really, because that doesn't matter who the band is. If it's up to a certain value, I, I'm just not going to go see him. Yeah, I agree with you. 
Okay, which brings me to my point, another point, uh, and I, I guess I'm going to kind of grill you here a little bit uh, and and get your uh, thoughts on this. Okay, let's just say that, um, let's say you two is playing at the House of Blues uh, and free ticket. No. Okay. All right. So you wouldn't go see you two free ticket. Okay. All right. I, and, and I'm probably with you there, but there is a little bit in the back of my mind who says, okay, they've gotten to a scale uh, where uh, in maybe 30 years from now, uh, it would be cool to say somebody to tell someone I went and seen them. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, you know, you've already mentioned the Rolling Stones. Uh, we talked about Paul McCartney and the Beatles, and I'm talking about people who you can go see, of course. Um, all right, I, I'm going to try to think of this real fast. I don't want to kill too much time. Um, what about the members of torn members of Leonard Skinner now? Uh, Twenty bucks, House of Blues. What you got? No. Okay. Um, okay. Aerosmith, fifty bucks, House of Blues. Definitely. Yeah, I would too. Okay, I'm glad because we're on the same page so far. I would too. Um, I li- and I'm glad you said that. That's definitely one. I think secretly, I don't know h- anyone who says Aerosmith's their favorite band, but uh, I don't know anyone who doesn't like Aerosmith either. You know? Yeah. They're definitely one of those likable ones who. Yeah, universally. Uh, yeah, they're just in the middle of everything. Uh, okay, so uh, moving forward, let me see. Let me think. I'm trying to think on the fly. Um, I'll tell you. Uh, okay, here's one. Um, Pearl Jam, House of Blues. Uh, let's say you 50 bucks. You got to buy you a ticket. No. Okay. No. Uh, all right. Radiohead. No. All right. Um, and let me think about it real fast. Uh, well, this one's kind of easy. Uh, bon Jovi. Yes, definitely. Uh, $75 Bon Jovi. Yeah. I would too. I I hope you understand where I'm coming from at home, you people listening, uh, because there is, if you've been to concerts and you, well, you love music because you're listening, there is a price in your mind that like, if it gets to a certain part, you're like, do I like them this much? Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Okay, if I said 80 bucks, House of Blues, Iron Maiden. Definitely. Me too. Me too. No doubt. Uh, 30 bucks, Green Day. No. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, I cannot tell you how much I'm on point with you so far. I've not disagreed with you once. Okay. Free ticket, House of Blues to see the Grateful Dead. No. <laughs> We're not we're not deadheads here. No. If you know anything about us, we're not deadheads. Um, would you go see for free ZZ Top? Yeah, I would too. So. Yeah. I would too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say so. Definitely. Uh, Fifty bucks, Def Leppard. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, free the Cure. The Cure, which which uh, I'm, I'm trying to think because there's a few. No, no, I'm trying to figure out which group that is exactly because uh, there's. I think I get the cult and the cure mixed up. Uh, the cure is, uh, let's see. It's, it's cure that they the got a love way. song, which I guess that doesn't tell you anything. Oh, oh yeah. You definitely. I'll go see them. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is funny about the cure is, uh, I, and I hate the cure. Um, but I, so that's the, that's the Robert Smith. Guy, yes, that's name? right. That's yeah. right. I would definitely go see them. Yeah. I is oddly enough. It's random. That's came up. I heard a cure song today that I actually really liked. It's called, uh, Ah, uh, love something about love on a Friday or so. Anyways, um, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking song. about? Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, it's a very good song, and I never knew that one. And I'm going to keep going uh, for free. Smashing Pumpkins. Um, I would go see them for free because yeah, they I'll do have so. enough. They do have three songs, two or three songs that I liked uh, as a youngster. Um, 1969 was a really good song. Friday, I'm in love. 
Friday I'm in love. There you go. That's the cure song I was talking about. Um, okay, to keep rambling on, uh, Steely Dan, thirty bucks. No. Okay, me neither. The Almond Brothers, and I know that this one I shouldn't even say this one because I'm trying to be realistic so far. Yeah, um, all, yeah let's move past that yeah. one because I can't use that one. All right, for free, a Friday night, nine inch nails. These I don't even know any of their music. Um, I, I, I would. The thing is, it's like the, with them in particular, because uh, Trent Reznor is really big into like orchestral, like yep. soundtrack stuff. So, yep. on one hand, I'm like, okay, that'd be cool to see him. But then again, I don't know any Nine Inch Nails songs besides Hurt and what's the other? Uh, what's the one? Uh, you and me, yeah, like, we're ending this together like now. Sex or something? Isn't that oh yeah. Uh, what is that one? Uh, that man like in it. Oh, yeah, no. no. Yeah. Right. So, so that one's kind of torn. Yeah. Uh, so maybe not Nine Inch Nails, but Trent Reznor. Okay, maybe. yeah. Well, and for a while, and maybe I, I'm off here, uh, but Trent Reznor, it was just him, and he had a touring group with him at, at one point oh, okay. for a while. With uh, So so it might be the same. Nonetheless, um, uh, here's one I'm definitely interested to hear, and I'm, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm intrigued by Matthew's answers. We're so on point right now i guess that's why we're good friends and i want to keep going and trying this out until we're wrong um 75 dollars no let's go a hundred dollars bruce springsteen no thank you god i was hoping you would no, say that no uh 50 not. bucks I, I wouldn't go at all i wouldn't either Three, no i yeah i i'm not a that's one that i am not i don't get it i just don't get it i don't understand why and I know every like well you could say well Daniel he's got these this song and that song I get it but I don't understand why he's on this secondary this like top tier level where uh, to me he's just an artist with a few good songs um, okay uh, moving on the Kinks a hundred bucks no okay good good we already did the Grateful Dead uh, I won't kick out to me more I promise all right for free um, the Chris Novoselic band no <laughs> no um does does uh beach boy still tour uh anything at all uh probably a little i think very little would but, you yeah, i think so would you pay 50 bucks to go see the beach boys um i think i might i don't uh, know I th- yeah 50 yeah i'll say so yeah, yeah for 50 bucks right right i yeah, think yeah, i right. might um okay uh th- a few more uh what about the clash uh 20 bucks are they they don't tour anymore, do they? Do they not tour anymore? Tour I did Clash off. Okay, right. well then we'll we'll move past them. I'll give you like uh, I'll give you like two more. Uh, let's see, um, for thirty dollars, would you go see Cheap Trick? No. Okay, me neither. We we already did this. Okay, uh, let's find one more good one before we close that one out. This part out. Um, we can't do them. Can't do them as well. well. I got one to finish. Oh, I can't wait. What you got? So- would you go see Taylor Swift for free? Yeah, I, I definitely would. I, I definitely would. Um, and one reason being is, um, you know, I'll say this to I'm blue in the face. Uh, there's like any human being who's ever lived. There's certain music you like. There's certain you don't. Everybody's cha- uh, taste changes or is different. But um, there's a reason why someone is at a certain level, even if you're not into them. And a lot of times I, I'll, I've, I'll, said this before probably not on this podcast but i'll say it again uh you can definitely tell when you go to those live concerts uh why and i think for me that would probably be a great thing to do for me to go see a taylor swift concert uh, if i were able to kind of see what it's about 
Um, because that's really where you can tell. I mean, that's just like Guns N' Roses. We, I like Guns N' Roses. Matthew likes Guns N' Roses. A lot of you like Guns N' Roses. Um, but, you know, when I sit back and reflect, there's a handful of songs I like. And then there's a lot of stuff. It's just like, well, I mean, why them? But then I go see them live. And this is old Guns N' Roses. They're not even, you know, in their prime. And I'm like, okay, never mind. These guys, like, this is why I get it now. But I think Taylor Swift, I would get it more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's just just my opinion, which all goes back to my uh, original statement. Uh, Allison Krauss, Robert Plant, Wilmington. Um, would you spend the ticket to go see him? Uh, I think I saw, I think I would. I think I would, too. Um, I think I would, too. Uh, I think I have to I'm gonna have to check when it is. It really depends on the ticket price, too. I wouldn't get crazy uh, buying that ticket because I know that I'm probably not going to be big into the concert. Mm-hmm. Um and it's more of a, and I and I say I was like the you know the whole statement was just to say you seen him. I, I always think about I had this guy who um, I knew, uh, God rest his soul. Uh, he, he loved music too, and I remember him telling me how he saw Janis Joplin, um, and uh, and how like she was she walks out of the stage or somebody walks out of the stage puts a bar stool down and a fifth of whiskey and then she comes out a few minutes later to that bar stool where the whiskey's at and she starts putting on a show and i always thought there was something cool about that saying they went and saw uh he went and saw her and um and i'm like you know what i'd love to have those stories one day of some of mine i know we'll probably have a couple but uh, i would love to be able to say that so um that's where this whole thing came from dude that was a lot of fun i enjoyed that one um so I guess as we, we get a little bit close uh, to the end here, uh, well, you know what? Let's start off with this. You got any recommendations? Um, no, not really. It's kind of slow week for music. It is. So uh, I, would, I wouldn't say so, no. Okay, good. I, I do know this. I'm, I, I shouldn't even recommend it. I should probably listen to it first, but I do want to throw it out there, uh, even though I haven't. Um, I don't have anything personally I've been listening to that's new. Uh, Mike Tramp from uh, White Line, uh, uh, he's got a new album out. Um, I hadn't checked it out yet, so I'm kind of excited to see what it sounds like. Uh, I'm not putting my stamp on it because I haven't heard it, but maybe you can go check it out and we can listen to it together So uh, if you're listening to this. So I would say that. Uh, Dude, what's our topic next week? Um, so yeah, our topic next week is uh, we're doing the best needle drops. So yes. for those that don't know, um, that is uh, pretty much part in a movie when a song comes on and it kind of um, underscores the scene. It's kind of a big deal. Either it's one that you know either the actors notice, like the characters in the in the movie notice, or it's just one that kind of illustrates the scene. So kind of what I'm prefacing here is in the movie Dazed and Confused, because, of course, the, not, the early 90s movie. Um, sorry, I texted someone back. Um, Dazed and Confused is, of course, the 1979, takes place in 1979, mm-hmm. last day of high school um, for juniors, rising to seniors, and kind of the mischief they get up, they happen, that happens to them. Um, so the first song you hear, first thing you see in the movie is, a seven, is this probably late 60s muscle car i think it was a himikuda um pulling in and it was a sweet emotion by aerosmith and it was perfect it's like for me it's probably like a dream job of mine to wear like taking a song and putting it for like a scene in a movie i I think i would be good at it um but that's what i'm talking about so yeah sweet emotion i think another one 
was at the end of the new Pet Cemetery. Mm. They did the song Pet Cemetery by Starcrawler, which is a very good cover. Um, and again, that really uh, is, a, is, is a needle drop. It's one that's kind of, uh, you know, fits the scene, the movie perfectly. Right. So that's the topic. We'll come up with our list and we'll obviously dig more into it. Hell yeah. I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. I look and I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, Matthew told me about it off air earlier and uh, it is going to be a fun one to go back down memory lane and think about some of the most exciting times watching something and, uh, and getting that song that pumped you up or made you feel a certain way. Can't wait. Um, so we, we, we look forward to that next week. It's going to be a great episode. I do want to say this real fast, Matthew, we've got homework. Yep. It's very random. I scrolled through my uh, library yep. and what do you know? We're going back down the rap lane. We're going little Wayne this week. Okay. So you heard it live next week's going to be a great show. We're going to be doing some homework, little Wayne, and then we're going to be, um, we're going to be doing what Matthew said about the uh, movie songs and, and show songs. And, uh, and just, I can't wait to do that with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Uh, we'll see you again next time. Love you guys. Peace.